What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fleet Maintenance and Management Podcast, where we interview fleet managers and business owners across various industries. Our goal is to help make your fleet operations more efficient by hearing tips, best practices, and other insights from experienced individuals. I'm your host, Zarain Abdiali, and let's get ready to rock and roll. Hello, everyone. Joining me today is Kermit Phillips with Harbor Construction. How are you doing, Kermit? Great. Good afternoon. Great, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really excited to have you on the show. Um, and again, thanks for taking the time out of your uh, out of your schedule. Um, just uh, to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the business, kind of what you do over there at uh, Harbor Construction? Sure. Yeah. Uh, for all those listening, we are a Canadian company on the East Coast in Nova Scotia. We are an earthworks company, so we're a commercial industrial business. Uh, we're a long-standing business. We've been in business for 70 years. Uh, certainly, I wasn't the founder of the company, but um, yeah, so that's essentially the work we do. And and how big is your fleet currently, Kermit? Well, we have about 40 pieces of gear that we need to keep track of. Um, I'm sure that um, legislation and registration uh, are similar in the U.S. as in Canada with a tremendous amount of paperwork for every piece of equipment or vehicle going out the door. Great. And how quickly has, has the fleet been growing steadily? I mean, year after year, or how, how has it grown since you've been there? No, our, our gear actually stays pretty, um, pretty similar in size, but, you know, we do swap some gear out from time to time. But I guess what is so interesting about it is not the numbers, um, which is what brought us to your product, is the fact that, um, you know, on our gear being older, uh, it demands a lot more maintenance and repair. And with that comes a lot of, you know, tracking and keeping up to date on all the information that keeps, uh, keeps that equipment uh, with zero downtime. Very expensive to have downtime in our industry. so. You know, it's important to be able to keep it rolling and find out where it is and how uh, how and where we are in the maintenance schedules and and with the registrations and permitting and everything else that keeps it active and on the road legally. So, so when you say gear, can you give us a little bit more background? Because I, I know I've heard equipment, so I know a lot of people you know track different things. And so you're not you're not tracking vehicles themselves. It's in the, what do you mean by gear? Well, we have uh, we have about eight excavators of different size, from uh, very small garden variety right up to you know some of the largest four hundred series excavator equipment, um, large earth moving equipment. Uh, we have you know uh, five tandem dump trucks. We have uh, five trailers that we use for moving material as well as floating the equipment on. Um, and uh, lots of other pieces of gear, including trucks, you know, smaller half-ton or three-quarter-ton trucks and two-ton trucks. Uh, so they're all in different, you know, because they're all so wildly different, you know, they all have very unique needs. And uh, for that very reason, it's been very difficult to keep track of it. So uh, coming to your product has been really, uh, really fabulous for helping us simplify things. 
No, that's great. So, so that's a good transition. So what kind of led you, like, was there something that triggered you to start looking for software to kind of help streamline things? Cause I, I'm assuming you probably did it all manually before. Uh, can you talk us a little bit about the background there and, and what led you to kind of come to, uh, looking for a software? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously the, uh, you know, tracking the data on these pieces of equipment uh, is very, very difficult short of having paper files or an Excel sheet, something that you're walking around with. It's not a living document. It's more of a, you know, it's redundant about an hour after you put the last piece of data into it. So we moved to a manual system where we even had a uh, a huge chalkboard in in our shop just trying to keep track of the equipment. At least it was visual and so forth. But again, it still didn't give us nearly, you know, the information that one would require. I know it sounds quite archaic, but it was our starting point. Um, so at least understanding what we had and all the fields and all the data that we needed to track helped us in being able to narrow down the search in looking for an app that could help support what uh, what we needed. Um, you know, obviously we spent quite an amount of time going through like anyone would Google searching, industry searching, and and somehow your name popped up. I do apologize. I don't remember when or how, but, um, you know, when it came up, it seemed to really fit what, what with, uh, with what we needed and what we were doing. Um, and it was, you know, it was a pretty easy marriage. Oh, that's great. Great feedback. Um, now, now, if there's someone listening uh, who is managing a fleet and maybe not using software currently or maybe is on the fence, you know, because I think a lot of people, they, you know, they look at the ROI, they need to look at a lot of different things. And, you know, some of them think they could still do it manually. Is there any piece of advice that you have for those people or uh, feedback that you might give based on your experiences? Sure. I guess I should just take a quick step back and suggest that, you know, I realize that in all businesses, people come at it from different angles, from different backgrounds, different training, uh, in interest in technology and otherwise. In the industry I'm in, the earth-moving world, um, it's predominantly a world of uh, individuals that are not tech-savvy. They're, you know, they sort of fear technology a little bit. Um, and, you know, as a result, there's usually some pushback with it. Uh, however, you know, your application is, was so, so easy to implement and to be able to explain and show and get participation and buy-in from, you know, our, our technical staff, as well as the user group that, uh, you know, there's nobody that was, you know, pushing back on this at all. It's, it was very easy to be able to get uh, get everybody on board, and that was probably one of the biggest fears we had at the onset. But you know, it went away very quickly. Um, we work on tablets, we work on iPhones, and obviously off you know the computer screen to be able to track and, and keep track of it. And as well as our accounting team are able to um, you know view the inventory and. Um, work with us to be able to, you know, track some of the usages and the, you know, some of the accounting principles that they need, the capital cost allowances and things like that that come into play with some of this equipment at year end. It's it's been company wide. It's been adapted and certainly has been embraced. 
Well, that's great. Well, thanks for that feedback, Kermit. Again, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's valuable for other people to hear that, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay to take the jump and, and try things out because in the end, the goal is to kind of streamline, you know, and save you guys time and, and energy and things like that. So I think that's the most valuable aspect uh, when you streamline things. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree 100%. I would think that the most interesting thing that came from it shortly after it was implemented is that I had my lead technician come back from picking up parts at one of the local shops. And he was standing at the counter and the guy had asked him some information about the vehicle. And his immediate reaction was, oh, dear, I got to get back in the truck, go back to the shop get that information and then come in here again and try to go through the process of getting the necessary parts. He got halfway to the door and then he realized that he, on his iPhone, he had all the data that he needed. He got to the counter, ordered what he wanted and came back. And, you know, the time saving and the energy that went into that was fabulous. Um, He came through the door and, and shared that experience with me. And he was just like, he was surprised himself, you know, and that was, (laughs) that was kind of the, yeah. That was really the turning point for us. Uh, I found myself so many times standing out in the field and getting questions about gear and different things that we have there. And just being able to pull it out of my pocket has been fabulous. Yeah, no, that's a great story. Thank you for yeah. sharing. The portability, I guess. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, now, in terms of, uh, I, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, any obligations legally that you can comment on that maybe some listeners who are maybe new to the space, I know every industry is a little bit different. Obviously, every country and even state for that matter is different out there in Canada. I mean, is there any feedback you can provide around the legal obligations for record keeping or maintenance or anything like that? Is, is there anything that you, you know of that could help some other people? Yeah, again, I guess, you know, it depends on where people are listening from or what the state laws or, you know, provincial laws are for them. But here in the neck of the country that I live in, um, the Department of Transportation and what they refer to as the Transportation Infrastructure Renewal Program, they track vehicles diligently here. Uh, There's a separate force on the roads for compliance, to be checking the vehicles. There's huge fines that go with those that are not compliant uh, for for many good reasons. People are cheating the system with overloading vehicles or uh, cheating the system without doing the proper maintenance and repairs that can be, you know, lead to a lot of dangerous situations and accidents and things like that. So with that, you know, there's so much information on the vehicles that we have to be able to prove that we have successfully completed uh, not only registrations and things like that, but internal documents such as, um, you know, right down to understanding when your brakes were inspected last on the vehicle and and to show that information literally at the point of where you were pulled over on the on the highway and, and to be able to pull it out of your pocket and show them the vehicle, all the compliance and everything. It's very simple that uh, those that are enforcing see very quickly how seriously we take it. And uh, to be able to have the information that quickly is shocking to them in many respects. They're not uh, they're not ready for that a lot of times. So yeah. to our 
to our advantage, it works very well. Wonderful. No, I think that's really valuable. Um, you know, uh, to, to the listeners, I think obviously everything is different and, you know, we, we can't provide legal advice or anything official, but at least it, you know, it gets people thinking and brainstorming about, you know, respective to their areas and locations to look up things. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, in terms of maybe one piece of advice, I know you've given a lot of great golden nuggets here, and I think a lot of people can take away a lot of good stuff from what you've been saying. But if there was one piece of advice that you could give to maybe someone who's managing a fleet, uh, new to the space, or even an experienced person, you know, what what have you, you know, is there any tip or one piece of advice that you would give someone uh, managing a fleet? Well, I guess. Again, I suggest that, you know, everybody's work style is different, but I can say that in the process of setting it up the first time, you know, anyone can become overwhelmed regardless of what a program is, especially when they're new. Right. Yours is very simple to use. And once you decide, you know, what are the most important pieces of information for you, you capture those and you get going. You know, don't don't I uh, guess get uh, analysis paralysis, thinking that you have to fill in every blank and every single T has to be crossed and I has to be dotted in order for it to work efficiently. I think once you get you know your inventory put in and you start working your way through the documents uh, that are important to you, you'll see that the workload you know, gets exponentially less every day. And then with that, as you get your new documents, don't delay, put them in right away. And once you've done it, it just takes moments to, you know, propagate the new information. And the moment it's in, it's done. And you are instantly up to date and sharing it across the platform with everyone. Right, right. So kind of just take, you know, jumping on it right away and kind of have a sense of urgency when it comes to that and maybe not getting analysis paralysis. Uh, I think those are good points that you summed up there. All right, great. Uh, just kind of winding down here, Kermit, last question here. Um, in terms of the future of fleet management, anything you want to comment there or, you know, any predictions of where you see, you know, next 20, 30, 40, 50 years and in, in, in the fleet management space of where it might evolve to? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's sort of a, anybody yeah. made Anybody my age that's ever watched the Jetsons years ago thought that that uh, was space age, and we're living a lot of those things now. So yeah. I don't know. I I would expect my only personal thought is, and I've mulled this through my own head, is that all this paper that we chase down going to our departments of transportation and things like that, I'm sure that it'll all be all have to be stored and moved electronically. So the more you get out and get ahead of this and familiarize yourself with programs that make it easy to understand and and use the data that way i think is probably the route that it's going to go yeah you know i would agree i think um i think there will be a shift uh you know to have everything electronic at your fingertips probably a lot more integrations and things like that but very good well kermit i don't want to take up too much more of your time here i want to thank you again for for joining us i think there was a lot of great nuggets here that uh people who listen can take away uh, just based on your, you know, on your experiences, I'll definitely put uh, everything in the show notes here. Uh, we'll link up uh, Harbor Construction, and yeah, uh, again, thank you so much, and uh, we really appreciated you uh, on the show. 
No, my pleasure. And keep up the good work down there. All right. Thanks, Kermit. Have a good one. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about how we can help simplify your fleet maintenance and management, visit us at our website at autosyst.com.